Hello and welcome to Two Peds in a Pod, the medical education podcast from the Children's Emergency Department in Derby. My name's Ian Lewins, I'm one of the consultants here. And this podcast is going to be a little bit different to the usual ones that we've done. And I'm very pleased to be joined today by Dr Rachel Parrish. Hello. Hello. Um, who's just started uh, as a new consultant. How very exciting. Very exciting. Um, and actually what we wanted to talk to, to Rachel today was a bit about how she's combined both her training and her career so far with all the other exciting things that you've done outside of medicine. Okay. So, for those who don't know, what are the exciting things that you've done outside medicine? The other exciting things I've done outside medicine um, are competing at clay pigeon shooting at a reasonably high level. Um, So I've been to three Commonwealth Games. Yes, that's a reasonably (laughs) high level. Yeah, reasonably. Uh, I've been to three Commonwealth Games, um, several World Championships and several European Championships. Yeah, so reasonably high level. Reasonably. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so when did you get into clay pigeon shooting? Is this something that you've always done or...? Um, I started as a teenager when um, my mum met my stepdad. He'd been shooting for a little while and was very much of the opinion that women couldn't shoot. So my right. mum learned to prove him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a couple of years later I went and had a go really quite liked it um, and then found out when I was about 1920-ish that um, shooting was in the Olympics and thought to myself I would quite like to go to the Olympics yeah. and so carried on um, and learned how to shoot one of the Olympic disciplines uh, called double trap. Okay so is that whilst you were at so we were sort of doing this kind of socially while you're doing your A-levels or? Um, yeah so I shot a bit whilst I was doing my A-levels yeah. um, just mainly for fun um, I went to boarding school, so um, the boys used to go from boarding school on a Wednesday afternoon to go and shoot rifles um, at a nearby shooting ground, and so I used to hitch a lift with them and go and shoot clay pigeons while they were shooting their rifles. Okay, so, and then at medic, we, we sort of started to do it a bit more seriously at medical school? Yeah, so um, I did a degree before I did medicine, okay. um, and so shot a little bit whilst I did my first degree, and then um, it was the Manchester Commonwealth Games in the intervening... Um, summer between my first degree and starting medical school um, and I watched um, a girl called Charlotte Kirkwood win gold um, an, an England uh, teammate uh, won gold at that uh, Commonwealth Games and I thought to myself I can do that I know I can do that so I as I say learned how to shoot double trap. Okay and how did you sort of find combining that with your undergraduate degree because I spent my undergraduate time mostly drunk in various dodgy <laughs> clubs did you have to sort of put that to one side and and how did you combine studying with such taking something fairly seriously um it's it's interesting um because as you say lots of my friends at, at medical school were out getting drunk a lot yeah. and, and and going out a lot and spending their weekends being asleep all day <laughs> having been out drunk the night before yeah. um and I would spend my weekends uh, training and going shooting and things like that so in some ways it's a sacrifice but actually it's something I really enjoy doing and really love doing so it's not so much a sacrifice when you're going and doing something that you really enjoy um I was very lucky in that I went to medical school in Southampton um which is about an hour's drive away from where I learned to shoot at Bisley. Okay. Um so that made it a lot easier that it wasn't too far away from somewhere that I could go and go and train. Okay. But there's a big step between sort of looking at something and going I'd like to do that and actually doing it. So at what point did you think what, what how did you sort of get involved to sort of say actually you can do this you can be selected at a, a 
you know, national level. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? I, the um, facilities at Bisley were built for the Manchester Commonwealth Games because right. the shooting was held at Bisley, nowhere near Manchester. Yep. Um, and so once the facilities were there, um, it meant that there was easy access to be able to try the Olympic disciplines. Um, and so I tried, yep. um, and a couple of the coaches at Bisley watched me try and shoot it, and um, I did quite well. So they suggested that I went to the um, GB selection shoots, okay. um, and so I did. I went along. Um, at that time, there was a big push to try and get more women into, um, particularly double trap, um, because we didn't have any women that were shooting it. Okay. Um, and so there was a little bit of funding available, not loads, but a little bit to help with competition costs. Um, so that sort of spurred me on to to, to believe more that I could do it um, okay. with that little bit of support. And then when was your sort of first major event? So you go along, you, you do the trials, they select you. Yeah. And what's your first major event? So you have to get, you still have to get a minimum qualifying score in order to be allowed to compete for Great Britain. Right. Um, and that's a pretty hard thing to do um, psychologically when there's a, a target you have to get. Mm. Um, so I, the first time, first couple of shoots, I didn't manage it um, and actually got selected to go to a European Championship before I'd got a qualifying score. Okay. Um, as another attempt to get a qualifying score. So I went to the Europeans in 2003 um, and got my qualifying score there. So that was useful. (laughs) Um, And I can't remember where I ended up. um, Not very high up. I think maybe 12th or 13th. Okay. But you've been there and you're now thinking, I want to do this again. Yes. I'm presuming. Very much so. (laughs) So how did that, how did you obviously the, the work gets more and more as you go through medical school and how did you find combining that then with I guess increased you know sort of pressure on you to do these things and do these events and, and qualify again? Yeah, um, I think the nice thing about shooting is that the shooting itself is not the only thing um, that's necessary. There's lots of other things that need to be done like. Um, fitness and core strength and things like that which can all be done as you work around doing normal things like a job or medical school and things like that okay um and as you know at medical school you don't have to be there every weekend um and so i had lots of weekends free to to go and go and shoot okay so once you qualified Mm -hmm. now things are getting serious from a working perspective and less weekends Mm -hmm. So I guess many people would say, well, you know, I think you might say, well, okay, you enjoyed that as an undergraduate and that was nice and fun, but now actually you've got a job. Did you sort of have to make a decision of, do I stop doing this now I've qualified or do I do I carry on? Was there a, yeah, did you so have to was, stop and think about it? Was it was slightly more complicated than that. So okay. I went to the, my first Commonwealth Games was the Melbourne, Ga- Melbourne Games in 2006 and it was in March, I think, March, April time, 2006. Um, Southampton used to do a slightly um, odd accelerated course for graduates. So um, my finals were in uh, November, December that year. So I went to the Commonwealth Games um, and won gold and silver. As you do. As you do. As you do. do. Um, In Melbourne in the March and then finished the rest of my final year and did my finals in December that year. So I didn't shoot a lot after the Melbourne Commonwealth Games um, until after my finals. 
the thing that sort of thwarted everything was that in 2004, it was announced that they were removing women's double trap from the Olympics. Right. So men's was still in, but women's was being removed after 2004, after the 2004 Olympics. And given that I had not qualified for the 2004 Olympics because I'd only just started yeah. um, by then, um, that was totally devastating, yeah. really. Um, but it was still in the Commonwealth Games for Melbourne in 2006. Right. Um, and then there was a lot of... Um, a lot of sort of not knowing whether there was going to be any women's double trap in anything else. So after the Melbourne Games, I didn't shoot double trap for quite a while. Okay. Um, became a house officer and swapped to shooting what's called Olympic trap, which is another one of the Olympic disciplines, um, which I don't like as much. Okay. And I didn't like as much at the time, um, but still shot very well um, in that first year as okay. a house officer. I'm not quite sure how, because... As you say, you're working far more weekends when you've when you've qualified as a house officer, and um, you spend a lot of your time being very tired, yeah. um, and which I think probably helped because it meant that I could go and shoot and wasn't really thinking uh, thinking really hard and worrying about what was going on because I was so tired. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I managed to um, shoot quite well in that first year as a house officer and get qualified and get selected for Olympic track for Great Britain, um, and. Uh, I then controversially went to Australia for six months in between F1 and F2. Okay. Um, and the powers that be in shooting um, were not overly accommodating about um, allowing me to come back and compete from Australia. Right. Um, so we came to an agreement that I would have a year off okay. um, whilst I went to Australia. Okay. Um, which was fine because I didn't really love Olympic trap either. Okay. Um, when I came back from Australia um, to do F2 um, and then started emergency medicine training, I sort of dabbled again in Olympic trap and again shot quite well and ended up quite high up the rankings. Um, but there was at that time a lot of difficulty across lots of different sports, including shooting, with funding yeah. and who they were funding and who they weren't funding. And so I never, I never got any funding and it all became a little bit too much to be going around the country to try and compete and still trying to train whilst also working, working. full time. Um, so doing two careers, exactly. basically, at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Um, and so I actually stopped shooting for okay. a couple of years, stopped completely, because they also announced that women's double trap wasn't going to be in the Commonwealth Games in Delhi in 2010. And so it was a lot of effort for no funding and actually not being selected to go anywhere because of the way that the funding and selection was working at that point. Um, so I stopped for a couple of years. Okay, and that seems so odd because you know you just if you you just presume an event is going to be in the Olympics or the Commonwealth, and yeah. then say actually do you know what I'm not going to do it. And yeah. You just think well, Absolutely. what the hell have I? And hugely galling for the fact that the men's double trap was still mm. in and that the women's wasn't. wasn't. And was there <laughs> any explanation ever given for that? Um, the original explanation was that the participation in women's double track was the lowest of all the disciplines okay. and they'd been instructed by the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, they had to remove um, three shooting events um, and so the three they removed, uh, one of which was women's double track, were the three least um, well supported in okay. terms of number of participants. And were the other ones women's events as well? Or yes, they... all three were, all women's, three were events. women's events. Yes. But that caused a stink. It did cause a stink. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you, you sort of stop for a few years yep. and you sort of concentrate on medicining. Yes. 
but then you came back. And then I came back. Um, so they again announced that for the Glasgow Games in 2014, Commonwealth, um, that the women's double track was going to be in that. Um, and I thought to myself, it would be rude not to, really, yeah. given that I'd won gold and silver in um, Melbourne, that um, it would really be rude not to have a go to, yeah. to try and uh, to get another medal. So I started shooting again and started shooting double trap again, probably mid 2012 okay. And then again, how did you find that with, because you know, now we're into exams. Yeah, and exactly courses yeah. and those sorts of yeah. things so I was an ST3 by then yeah um, when I started again um, and I think I've just been incredibly lucky with having wonderful colleagues who are willing to swap shifts so that right. I can go and compete um, and colleagues that are willing to do nights for me so that I can go abroad and compete abroad and great rotor coordinators who will rearrange the world so that I can go and compete right. so I think I've been incredibly lucky in that sense but actually, it just takes a whole load of organisation and mm. being very organised about when your shifts are, when, you, when you're going to be competing, when you're going to be training, um, and taking every opportunity to go training. So even if the weather's horrendous mm. and it's cold and raining, still having that motivation to get out of bed and go and train because it's the only opportunity you're going to have for two weeks because you're on nights. Yeah. Um, and of course, I guess you, you, you know, you, you did those people who are not doing your shifts and not doing your work don't have that disadvantage no. potentially I, I, the people that you sort of compete with and alongside do a lot of them have other jobs as well I mean or or do you have people who are purely just that's what their their career is so yeah. far the majority the majority it's a bit of a mix the mm. majority have other jobs um who are also equally as understanding um as, as my colleagues have been, um, to allow them to go and do stuff. There are a small number of people who just shoot, sure. um, and particularly now with the Olympic disciplines, um, the way that it works is that the funding allows people to be able to just, just shoot, okay. and that is their job in essence. Yeah. Have you, have you received any funding? Is it Not most... for double trap. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you funded it yourself, yes. essentially. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Do you think that actually you sort of talk about all the things that were put in that you were able to sort of organise? And do you think that were you not doing emergency medicine, which is very shift based, you'd have been able to do those things? The honest answer is I don't know mm. because I've because I've I've done emergency medicine. I've not done anything else. Um, I think it's possible to do it in whatever specialty you're doing. Okay. I think you have to be very clear about what you want and be very. Um, organised and prepared to ask for what you want um, because that's all I've done is mm. say I'd really like to do this um, and this is the way that I think it will work to make it happen Okay. and people seem very responsive to, to you coming with a plan and I think that's a key point isn't it it's, it's, it's easy to say I want to do this it's much better to say I want to do this and here's how yes. I, I can achieve this. Here's how we can do that. Yes. So I think that's a very key message for anybody sort of in a similar position is have a plan. Yes. And definitely. ask. Definitely. You know, don't ask, don't get. Absolutely. But ask with a plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then bring us up to speed. You've now retired. That right? <laughs> Not quite. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> quite. Putting it off a bit. Putting it off a bit. So what are your, what are your sort of honours to date then so far? Um, so it goes back a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so the 
the first big things I won were the gold and silver in Melbourne. Yeah. I then won a silver in the World Student Games in 2007. Um, I won bronze at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow yep. in 2014. I won the European Championship in 2016, the individual, the ladies individual, and um, me and a friend called Matthew won the mixed team pairs at the Europeans as well. Okay. Um, and then I got bronze at the World Championships last year. 2017, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I competed at my third Commonwealth Games this year and didn't win any. Okay. <laughs> so, and are there any, in terms of sort of combining your career, because obviously you're now just freshly minted yes. consultant, <laughs> um, are there any things that you would have done differently or advice that you would have for anybody who's sort of right at the start maybe a medical student or somebody along the line I don't think anything I would have done differently okay I think exactly as you've said coming with a plan um to make what you want happen um is the best thing to do and being disgustingly organized mm. about it um well in advance um has definitely been the way that I've managed to do it you have to be extremely determined to want to do it mm. and and however you find that motivation, um, I don't think really matters as long as you find that motivation to do it because it's very easy to give up um, and very easy to just think, this is all too much, I don't want to do this anymore. Sure. Um, and I've certainly been there, I've thought that a lot of times, um, but I love going abroad and competing and I just find so much satisfaction from it. And it's completely different in a lot of ways to working in medicine. Mm. Um, there is lots of overlap, particularly with being determined and some of the psychological things with staying calm um, and concentrating on exactly what you're doing mm. are definitely overlapping. Okay, because I was going to say other things that you've taken from shooting that you've transferred into medicine. The answer is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, fine. This is all putting my recent... Uh, egg and spoon at the dad's <laughs> race at school nursery uh, win into perspective so you're not retired I thought you'd retire mm. okay so maybe not I've retired from shooting double track okay um in theory there is no shooting in the next Commonwealth Games in Birmingham so no shooting at all not just not just clay shooting or all oh, the right. women's double track there's no shooting in Birmingham at all um there is a lot going on behind the scenes to try and persuade them that actually it would be a really good idea to okay. have shooting at Birmingham um, for lots of different reasons, um, particularly because the participa participation across countries is huge for shooting. Mm. Um, and as home nations, we usually win quite a lot of medals in the shooting, so it's good for us. Um, and it's good for from a participation across the Commonwealth's point of view. Um, but yes, in theory, there's no shooting in Birmingham at all. Um, and there's no double trap in the Olympics. Right. Um, so before Tokyo, there um, was a drive from the IOC for gender equality across all sports. So shooting were told that they had to make the, the sport equal. They had to have an equal number of medals for men and women. Okay. So they've now removed men's double trap as well. Right. <laughs> so rather than sort of saying, well, actually, we'll bring you up together, we'll both knock you down together. Yes. <laughs> okay. Indeed. They have replaced it with a mixed team Olympic trap pairs. Okay. 
um, which, as I'm sure you can imagine, is relatively controversial. Mm. But that's what they've done, and so you have to kind of accept it. Okay. Um, so there's no men's double trap either. So um, there's a group of us that had still been shooting double trap that have been um, either retiring completely mm. or changing to different discipline, different Olympic disciplines. So I've swapped to shooting Olympic trap, okay. um, and in my mind, drawn a line under double trap for now. Okay. So if Birmingham were to sort of re- announce actually we'll be doing some shooting, mm. you'd think about that? Yes. Okay, and when's that? That is in four years' time, so 2022. 2022, okay. And you're going to be able to completely combine your career? Absolutely. And all that. So you can have it? Definitely. Totally, you can definitely have it all. Mm. I've had it all, all the way through medical school and all the way through my career so far. Brilliant, Okay. So you can have it all, as long as you're organised. As long as you're organised and determined. And come with a plan. And you've got a plan. Definitely. Perfect. Rachel, thank you so much for chatting to us today. No problem. Pleasure.